0: This is Michael Nash, and welcome back to another episode of Selling the Sage Way. So there are many reasons why sales teams lose deals, and my professional opinion, they boil down to two. First, we're working on an unqualified opportunity. In other words, we're working on a lead that should have not converted to an opportunity. And secondly, and we don't like to admit this one, but we were outsold by a more skilled competitor. So let's focus on number one, as it's very common. If you study decision science as it involves the brain, you will learn that our brain is actually quite lazy. In other words, when it comes to making decisions, our brains tend to lead to the path of least resistance. Frankly, they don't like to work too hard. Extrapolating that to sales and the selling process, the tendency for reps is to take the easy way. I've heard a sales rep recently say, if the customer is willing to talk to me about our solutions, that to me is a qualified opportunity. Yes, if you're selling tires to someone who just pulled into your shop with a flat, but no if you're a B2B SaaS provider who needs to sell change in order to drive demand for your valuable services. My clients fall into the latter camp. Once a lead has been created with a potential buyer, qualifying that lead is the most important factor in determining your success against your target quota. As such, lead qualification skills are critical. You might have next level skills when it comes to presenting or negotiating, but those won't help you if you're chasing ghost deals that result in nothing but wasted time and effort. In addition, the opportunity costs, in other words, deals you cannot invest in because you don't have the time, can be very significant to your organization. Remember, just a 5% increase in close rate as a result of working on qualified deals can grow your top line by 7 plus percent. There are many ways to qualify leads properly to decide in or out, and I spend a lot of time training salespeople on a process and skill development to do so efficiently and effectively. For today's episode, I'm going to focus on the aspect commonly referred to as a mutual outcome plan, or what I call a MOP. First, let's define what it is and its purpose. A mutual outcome plan, quite simply, is an agreed upon set of steps between a seller and a buyer that allows both parties to work together as efficiently as possible to determine the outcome, a yes or no, of a potential sale or purchase. A standard plan will include ownership, activities, and due dates. It's mutual in the sense that both parties co-build the plan and are committed to following through. Additionally, once the plan has been drafted, it's ratified in writing, which is typically an email, which makes the commitment stronger and can help you down the line should the deal get stuck. Mops are most effective when created early in the sales cycle. However, if you have deals in your active pipeline and don't know how to bring them to an outcome, again, a yes or no by a mutually agreed upon timeframe, Working with your buyer on putting a mop in place can be very helpful. In fact, if they push back and are unwilling to co-build a mutual outcome plan with you, that's a serious red flag, and those types of deals typically lead to the lost no decision bucket. As mom used to say, actions speak louder than words, and buyers that demonstrate their engagement by their willingness to co-build a mop qualify in. Those that do not qualify out. So clean your deals, get a mop in place for everyone, and watch your bookings skyrocket. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Selling the Sage Way. And don't forget that time, as a professional salesperson, is the only commodity you own, so utilize it wisely.